Spirit-Led uh, Family Broadcast, and we're so excited about what God is doing. Amen. And today is the fulfillment of a prophetic word that actually God um, had us minister probably 10 years ago. It might have been seven years ago. I, I, I lose track of time. But in this prophetic word, God spoke that he showed me a tsunami wave of a, the water of God, a wall of water, like a thousand foot wave sweeping across this nation. And it, it was going from like uh, West Coast to East Coast or East Coast to West Coast. I can't remember the exact directional. But this wave of, of God's glory was removing all the barriers, the barriers that, that create um, separation in race, create separation in, in religion and people, because a lot of uh, people end up going in their circle and they stay with their people and, and there's not this sense of unity. Well, today we have the honor and the blessing to have a wonderful woman of God who has served as, as, a, as a pastor in the Portland area for many, many years and uh, we're just so honored today Man. to have uh, Jenny Donnelly with us. She is the founder of a movement, Her Voice Movement. Jenny, thank you so much for no. joining us today. And we're just so honored at what God is doing with you. And so we're going to dive right in. And we're like just dive right in the deep water. Let's just dive in head first. Yeah. Um, a year ago, God spoke to you. He, he uh, spoke to you in a dream. And he uh, challenged you with a word, uh, prophetic word, uh, that birthed something in you. So why don't we just dive right in and, and start with that? Yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having me. This is so much fun um, and important. You know, this is a significant conversation. So um, actually, I'll go back to 2020. Um, we had been doing ministry for maybe uh 11 years or so, we'd been going to different cities around the nation and gathering women and really um, ministering freedom, whether that be through deliverance, whether that be through woundedness, unresolved trauma, that kind of thing. And what we saw was that when a woman, uh, when, when she is suffering from rejection from, and, and who hasn't, right? Um, but when women are walking with um, a broken heart, for whatever reason, then they go silent and um, they tend to not use their voices or they tend to be ashamed of their voice. And so we found um, just through wanting people to be connected to God that, wow, wait a minute, look at these women go now, look at them. They're starting ministries. They're going into business. They're planting churches. It's like they came alive once they were set free. And I know many people on here understand that concept, right? So that's how her voice movement was birthed. It was just out of a, a complete passion to see oh, people know Jesus, not intellectually, but know him intimately and to be set free. Well, fast forward to 2020, um, you know, here we are all in this pandemic, this crazy weird time. And I am in, um, we, we had done a couple national conferences with maybe 700 people or so at each one, which was, which was great. They were really, really powerful, but that was about it. I had a business that um, was very time consuming and um, it was, you know, it was really marketplace ministry is what I was doing. You know, it was just 
touching people that were in my everyday business life. But when we went through this pandemic, um, it was really crazy because I was in my bedroom one day and I actually wasn't even praying. You know how God kind of catches you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sneaks up on you. Yeah. That was one of these moments. And he said, Jenny, um, we're going to gather a million women. Come on. And I was like, okay, hold on a minute. And uh, I knew that I did not think of that because I was even trying to figure out just how to manage, you know, five kids, a church, <laughs> a little a business. bit. Like there's no way that I would wish this upon myself. Um, and so I thought, okay, that's really interesting. And I say, yes, I have no idea how to do that. Like I, I had barely just gotten on social media. I hadn't even been on social media. So I'm thinking, okay, sounds good, God, <laughs> you know? And then I just moved on with my life and just kind of put it here. You know, I didn't bury it, but I just kind of put it over here. And then um, shortly uh, it began to be pulled out prophetically and so went to Texas, went to a conference, mm. you know, right from the platform, you know, Jenny God is going to birth a um, movement that's going to lead to Washington, D.C. with a million women. Come on. And um, I thought, uh oh, there it goes. OK, cats out of the bag. So then, you know, the Lord uh, publicized it through the prophetic. And I've just I've just said, great. You know, I don't know how to do that. Um, that's so beyond what I can even drum up in a human way that I just believe you, God, but I'm not going to start striving for this, you know? Um, so we were having our gathering in Portland in 2022 and we had 1300 women come out for that. It was really powerful. Lou came out actually, uh, Lou Engel. Um, I had just met him. He came out. He kind of wanted to see what was going on because turns out he was carrying this word for a million women at the mall, which I didn't even know that somebody had told me because I had not followed close enough um, for what he was carrying with that. And so he came out, kind of got his eyes on everything. And we realized God is up to something, Come you on. know, we're starting to like, you're starting to sniff this thing out. Like, Hmm, something's brewing here. So we started just telling our, um, any of the men and women around us, like we believe that God will, um, shift this nation through the voices of women and Mordecai's because mm. Esther wasn't going to use her voice until Mordecai pretty much made it impossible for her not to. Um, so we've just been sharing with people what we believe that one day we'll be in Washington, DC and people are like, when, when, and we're like, we have no idea, not, not a clue. We're not sure when God's going to do that. Um, but what happened was last summer when you're talking about this dream and I dream a lot. Um, but this dream was unique in any other dream I've ever had. And what happened was it was during our national conference that Lou Engel, Lou and Therese were at. And in one of those nights I was sleeping and there was this frequency from heaven. That's the only way I can explain it. Come but on. These, these words came and they were a, and they were a frequency and they came into the fibers of my actual body in my sleep. But I remember going, Whoa, what's happening right now? And it was really, really simple. And these were the words. This was the frequency that went through every fiber of my being 5,000 praying women. Um, it wasn't 5,000 women. It was 5,000 praying women. And I was marked by that because I woke up and I knew what God was saying is he was saying, it's, it's time. It's time to start building momentum 
towards what I want to do in this nation. And I want to use women to do it. And we're going to have to keep freeing them. We're going to have to keep bringing the Holy Spirit to a love encounter with them so that, because that's my story. You know, I had, um, my parents were divorced when I was five. They were married multiple different times. Um, I was raised, one of my stepfathers was an atheist, a professed atheist, wow. alcoholic, abusive. So I, I came to the table extremely wounded when I met Jesus, but he healed my heart. And so we'll, we'll never leave that. <laughs> this is, this is like central. This is, <laughs> this is central to why I'm even in, you know, in any way, shape or form leading people to Jesus. This is what I love. And so we know that we have to, we have to go after healing for women. Um, but he want, he wanted a specific gathering of 5,000 praying women. And so at that time, I, I'm not one that, puts together like the annual conference. I just say, Lord, if you want to do it, that's great. I certainly don't want to do it. If you don't want me to, it's a lot of money. You have to pray. You have to fast. It's so much work, right? Like why would you ever want to do this without God telling you to? <laughs> so you get it, right? Yeah. So, so when he said 5,000 praying women, I knew what he meant. And that was a year later, we would gather 5,000 praying women and so we went down to the um, Oregon Convention Center. We were able to book out that room. We started selling tickets for $189. We got about 250 people in selling tickets. And I just thought, man, I, I hate the fact that women won't spend money on themselves. It's just, it's, it's a consistent problem. Mm -hmm. They'll spend $3,000 for the athlete that needs to travel and the uniforms and all that, but we have a problem spending money on ourselves and it's not right, but it's, it's reality. And I said, I'm so sick of that conversation, having to help people. And I just said, God, can we make this free? And I felt him smile over this. And I didn't know how we were going to fund it, but I just knew that if, if it's God's idea, if he endorses this, then he was going to fund it. So we um, emailed every single person with a ticket and said, we are um, happy to refund. You can of course, you know, consider this a donation if you want to, but um, we want to make this free. And so that's what we've done. And it's absolutely free because I didn't want a single woman to be in a conversation with the enemy about whether she was worth $100 or whatever. And so um, that dream, this is a really long answer to a very short question you had. <laughs> but um, that dream drives us to this event that's happening here in just 21 days. And um, we are calling for 5,000 praying women. We have three days from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And it's July 12th, 13th, and 14th. And we have a lineup. Like, I'm going to have to ask the sun to stand still because it's <laughs> a big, giant army. These generals are coming in. Massive, massive momentum, massive um, mm -hmm. power behind this. So we have... Lou Ingle, of course, we have John and Lisa Bevere both. I mean, getting them in the same place at the same time is um, almost impossible. Right. Um, time God's doing it. And then we have um, Lance Walnow. We have Nate and Christy Johnston. We have Papa Che and Patricia King. We have so many. And I, I, I believe that they're coming not because they're looking for a speaking gig, but they understand what you, what John and Jennifer, what you picked up on which was God's up to something. And we need to something. Behind, yeah, we need to get behind this thing and throw it forward. And I would just say to every woman and man watching this, um, 
I know it's so cliche, you're born for such a time as this, but we need to look at some things, which is, and maybe you want to ask me questions. I don't want to just talk here. Let me, I'll give this point and then I'll hand it back to you. Maybe you want to take this another direction, but I can't help but think about the staggering crisis that we are in as, as a nation. I have children from six years old up to 20. Um, I am looking at what they're facing right now. And it is, it is like, wow. Okay. God, here I am as a mother. What do I, what, what can I do about this? One in five Gen Zers identify with LGBTQ. That is mm. um, absolutely not okay. And yet we have a choice. We can sit back and we can just kind of hope somebody comes along and fixes it. Um, we can hope the right person gets an office, which I love righteous people in office. We need to be voting. We need to be praying that way. But I believe the church is poised to position the world, um, give them an opportunity to align themselves with truth. And if we will uh, come in to these, to these conversations that are hard to have, right? They're hard to have, but if we will come to the table and say, our children are worth fighting for, they're worth treating, then these children are, in fact, I have one right here. She's crawling in. <laughs> This is Eden. She just woke up. We've had some late nights. We were traveling yesterday. Um, but if we will look at these kids and go, oh, wait a minute. Those are the future generations. These are the ones who will be leading the nation. Amen. Wait, these are my the principles of my grandchildren. Right. These are going to be the law officers of my police force. These are the judges of the courts. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. We, we, they, they are so worth protecting and they are so worth investing in and they're, they're worth uh, laying our life down for, to be honest. Right. That's so that's kind of where we're at is um, I, I guess I'm just curious if, if we are at the point where enough is enough, like how much, and, and I'll, during 2020. Okay. I'm in Portland and a lot of you saw the news and a lot of that was accurate, believe it or not. Our town was being destroyed. We're all six feet apart, you know, all over the world. And we, churches are shutting down. Our rights have been taken away um, unlawfully. And we're kind of just waiting for it to be over with. And I, I just prayed. I said, God, I can't stand on the sidelines knowing that you told us to fill the earth and govern it. When you told us to take dominion over the earth, I, but I can't go into Portland after 5 PM without getting my car smashed in. I'm just, I'm just wondering right now, is there a chance that we can fight this? Can you put me in the fight? And that's a pretty big prayer because he did. But I asked him this question. I said, what will it really take for mm -hmm. me, for the church? to stand up and say, we're done. Nope. You're not doing this. We're done. We love you. Jesus loves you, but we're not, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to let you take our kids. We're not going to let you take, take this country. I said, what is it actually going to take for the church to be done with this and stand up and fight? And his answer has shook me to the core and marked me forever. And his answer was this, when they take your kids, come on, 
And I thought, oh, I have a thought about that. Okay. Well, there we are. And that's where the mama bear thing took off. You know, let let me just jump in and say real quick, and then I'm going to have Jennifer. You know, one thing I really appreciate, and of course, you know, we're just getting to know you and appreciate your heart and and uh, even though I, I've never really sat down with you in person, <laughs> you know, we feel like we know you because we've heard your heart. But there's such a laser focus that I see you have. And that is so vital because, you know, you know, there's, we all know there's power in prayer. You know, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Right. Much. We can, we've quoted those. We've talked about it. We've been part of prayer movements all of our life. But where this is different. It's like I said earlier, it's like a forest that is completely just dry, like like kindling. And this is a spark at the right Mm -hmm. time. And I do believe it's time. I do believe this is a Kairos moment that God has ordained. And thank God you, you not only responded, but you've been able to have that laser focus to keep this, 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 this focus. I know at the conference, um, uh, uh, one of the things that, that rose up at, I'm talking about the global summit conference was the prophetic word about mama bears rising. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is so vital. Matter of fact, a week after the conference, Jennifer, where she worked, she went and found some coffee cups that say mama bear. So I'm drinking my coffee out of mama bear cup today <laughs> because yes, that's what's happening. But let me just say this, and I'm going to let Jennifer uh, speak what she was feeling. And forgive me for jumping in front of you as we are. But um, the time is right. And, and, and where this is different, this has really caught my attention because of the humility and the right spirit. And I hope I don't offend people by saying this. If I do, I'll apologize in advance. But uh, I've seen uh, women's efforts and movements, but it just smacked with this women's lib concept and it wasn't about a vision it wasn't about a purpose it wasn't about kingdom it was it was about you know we're just as important as anybody we're equal you know we're and, and we're you know we're powerful and and you know not, none of this even has that that's what really attracted me back in april just the humility of it and just that response of that yes in your heart to god that he asked you you know a million people a million women rising up and praying in Washington, 5,000 praying women. You know, these are Kairos words in, in, in a Kairos moment. And yes, you know, we can sit back in our homes and pray while we watch what's unfolding all around us. And I'm sorry, it's not just out there in the world. What's taking place within circles that bear the name Christian, that say they're Bible-believing followers of Jesus. But there is just this camaraderie and gathering of eagles that God is pulling together for this to have the impact that God has destined for this to have. Amen. So go ahead. As you were talking, um, it kept coming to me. The story of the woman in the Bible that... um, Her husband had just died and she cried out for her children. She said, the creditors are coming to take my kids. Wow. And it was Elijah, the prophet that said, what, what do you want me to do? And she said, well, you know, your the servant 
feared the God. The servant had feared the Lord. There's, you know, in other words, there's got to be something that God can do for me because it started with a heart that feared God, that did what God wanted them to do. But now, as circumstance has taken place, my husband is gone and the creditor, you know, back in those days, they would come and take the children and make them as slaves. And that is what I feel in my heart that is going on in the, the spirit of the world is the creditors coming to get our kids. Come on. That's the truth. Come on. But it was because even the leader of the home, the husband was gone. How many husbands, fathers are, are silent, you know? But what was in secret? What was things that we had to really work to try to expose in the past 20 years is now blatant and in your face. Look at the choir from San Francisco last year that sang the songs and clearly had the lyrics were coming after your kids. And of course, they came back and said, oh, we really didn't mean that. That's just, you know. But God's ripping the cover off of this thing. Mm. There has to be an equal response. You answer spirit with spirit. You cannot answer an aggressive demonic attack that's coming against our homes and our values with this passive, sloppy, oh, just love them and just okay. You know, God's in control. But that's no, God's raising warriors. God's raising men and women of God, Mordecai's and Esther's. And that's why I believe this conference is, is of God, because it's, it's, there's something about that gathering together, that, that there's a synergy that we're, you, you, you read in the Bible, two put a thousand to flight. I mean, one puts a thousand to flight, but two, not 2,000, 10,000. There's a multiplication of release that's getting ready, that, that all of the power and impartation that's fixing to take place whoo, in yeah. Portland is going to explode forth. Like many rivers into many cities, not just California, not just West Coast. Look out world because mama bears are rising. But you know what? That's what mm. happens when you have a weak leader, too, you know, over our country. That just allows and the, the filters of the world in to come upon our children, to come upon families. There is no, there is no more um, conviction for family it, it, everything is just thrown out the window. You know, Tony, and so we yeah. need strong, strong parents, you know, strong parents, whether it be parents over your own children, grandchildren, or parents in the church mm -hmm. or uh, those that don't have a strong parent that can guide and lead them or, or even share with them. I'm praying for you that God protects you in this time, in this season, yeah. even though you don't have parents that may, follow this so it, this is huge you know and, tony, and it's just yeah. ever growing tony kim at the uh, global summit conference he uh made a statement he was meeting with a leader that had a very wicked agenda he was anti-god openly atheist uh, very wicked in a lot of the things he was doing in government with his influence he had and tony asked him the question how did you get where you're at and he kind of smirked and said I'm where I am because you Christians are silent. Now, maybe I didn't say that exactly as it was supposed to be, but what really stood out to me is the deafening silence yep. of the people of God. But yeah. now a certain, yeah. a certain sound is rising. Go ahead, Jenny. 
I was going to say one of those sounds and I'm just learning about this and it's kind of, it's getting me fired up because I, I just learned that in Peru, I think it was 134 cities somewhere around there. People gathered in the streets. Come on. And, um, I don't know if they had one single gathering, but it ended up being millions and millions of people. And what happened was there was a guy, a millennial. I mean, he's not, not old, at least not according to me. Um, and his father's a pastor and they decided to rally the country and ask the churches if they would stand up and say, we're not allowing our kids to be um, pushed in the direction of transgender. And um, they were able to, it became a, a whole country and different nations. I mean, we're not seeing this stuff on the news. I can promise you that. Right. But I saw the videos yesterday and it was staggering. The streets are full of people saying no. They were, able, they were able to impeach the president. Um, George Soros just announced that he's leaving the country because all his money is going to waste because it doesn't do anything. It can't push um, legislation. And um, this country is now more Christian than it was before. And um, other nations are catching on to this. And even in Europe, you know, we think Europe is just, you know, passive and, but they have millions of people meeting over this issue. And I, I think America, we, we need to ask the Lord. We need to have the fear of the Lord. We need to have the fear of the Lord on these things and say, God, you know, dur during the Jesus revolution, which my parents were saved during that, which is so powerful, um, some of the worst bills were passed, including Roe v. Wade. And so I know we love revival. I do. I pray for revival. I want to be part of this, you know, billion soul harvest that's coming. But if we kind of do this hands off, like I don't want to touch things that make people uncomfortable. I don't want to touch that. Um, I don't parent my kids that way. I can tell you right now. Man. I, don't, I don't parent my kids to make them like me or make them think I'm nice. I'm not trying to build a good reputation with my children. I'm, I'm, my responsibility with my kids is to give them truth Amen. and to love them and to love them through their failures, love them through their mistakes, to set a standard of the word of God and not to back down from that. And I don't know why when it comes to the nation, we don't translate that. And I think it might be because we, um, we want people to like us and we, we think, well, if I'm nice enough, then people will love Jesus. But the Bible doesn't say that. That's not even biblical. Um, I was reading this morning about Jesus turning the tables and I was like, man, that was kind of intense. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, so other nations are doing this. They're rallying around this because they don't want to lose a nation. I, I want my kids to see me fight for them. I want them to see that I cared what I, what I handed off, you know, cause we'll be gone, but our grandchildren and our great grandchildren are going to inherit a culture right. that we either allowed and tolerated because whatever we tolerate, we give permission to exist. Right. If we tolerate right. this, then we're giving it permission to, we're actually agreeing with it. Our silence is a form of agreement. So, I mean, some of us don't want to put our head on the chopping block, I guess, but some of us are ready to, That's we're right. ready. We're ready to say, you know, I think, I think I'll die on this hill. 
I think this is the one I'm going to die on. I think, I think I'm going to die for this nation. I think I'm not going to love my life even unto death here. So it's challenging. It's challenging because it brings us out of our, you know, pre COVID life. I was going to say that um, since doing this, I've had, um, you know, leaders from Africa and, and uh, Pakistan. Oh, mama, Jennifer, can you please come here and do this? (laughs) And I'm like, no, but I can help you guys do it there. Yeah, have a Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's time for the, the her voice to rise up. And and even the name is God-inspired. Yeah. Because God's voice, God's spirit prepares what his voice produces. In the beginning, the Bible says there was, you know, heavens and the earth, God created it. And the darkness was on the face of the deep. And that wasn't darkness, like, just close your eyes. This was spiritual wickedness. Because all of hell... Satan and his his angels have been cast down to earth and was covering with darkness, with wickedness. With so you had all this wickedness, all this this darkness. Then the Bible says God's spirit moved or hovered or off it upon the face of the waters, and God's spirit has been hovering. People, prophets have been talking about it. God's spirit moving here, breaking out here, the hovering. But it wasn't until God said that something happened, and now that the voice. The voices, you know, we cannot underestimate what's going to break out, not just from Portland. That's just that's just going to be the epicenter launching pad. Come on, the voice is about to go forth, and there's a there's there's power in that. You know, sound brings breakthrough, and that certain sound, that harmonic harmonic note note of the gathering of eagles of many people coming together. The same mind, same purpose, One same voice. heart. That's cool. Amen. Yeah. The heavens are going to be rent. Amen. And God loves that so much. Yeah. So something to go connected with what you're talking about. Um, so when we were going to these cities and we still do, we go to city to city and, you know, minister freedom to women. I just stopped one day after so many trips, so many flights, you know, all of it. And it's so good, but it's a lot of work. And I said, okay, God, what are we actually doing? (laughs) You know, you just have to stop and get some context and perspective. I just want to know God that we're making a, a difference, but what is it that we're actually doing? And it was kind of like, he was like, I'm glad you asked. And he said, you're tuning the trumpets. And I've, I've never played a trumpet, but (laughs) he told me that. And a friend who played the trumpet said, Jenny, um, when a trumpet is tr- tuned, it can either you have to you have to blow the saliva out of it. So I, I look at that as like the woundedness, right? The junk that came through sin or generations or just you know rejection, whatever, and that gets blown out. And then the the valves have to align. And this might be in different order, but the valves. And I'm thinking, wow, heaven and earth, right? Like just heaven and earth, our, our God's heart, our heart, this alignment. And when they're not aligned and the saliva doesn't get blown out of it, it can either be flat or sharp. Flat would be somebody's voice. Their sound is flat, meaning it has no anointing. Mm -hmm. It's like they said something, but it didn't stick. It just flat. It just fell flat. Or um, the sharp. And that's kind of what you referred to when you talked about the, the movement of like, well, we're women too, and we have equal rights. And, you know, that that's sharp. And I can tell you the remedy to that is a couple of things. The first one is to be healed by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
um, Jesus is compassionate and he heals the deepest wounds. Man. So it's a love encounter has to happen. But one of the reasons that women tend, um, not very many, most women just go silent, but there's a few women that, oh, that they just kind of, you know, charge with their voices out of a place of rebellion. And what I've seen is that this is where men come in. So when a man, like I can tell women all day long on this, you need to come to Portland. It's good. And people are thinking, yeah, it's going to be great because God is going to be there and we're going to get our lives changed and we're going to have a slumber party and we're going to meet the girls. It's going to be awesome. Um, but the second John, you or Lou or their brother or their pastor or their husband says, no, you have to go. Right. You, you have to use your voice. That's right. It's for such a time as this. You, you, you need to stand up for this. You need to go pray. You need to go to the king. Like our nation isn't going to make it if you don't. Like when a Mordecai comes along, Esther goes from wearing a beautiful outfit right. to like crown. If I die, I die. Like I'm on. I, okay, this is my mandate. And so, in if a man kind of pulls a woman back, she usually buckles to that. But sometimes you see that I'm doing it anyway, and I'm just out of rebellion. I'm just going to try to break this silence by going into rebellion. And that's that trumpet that's out of tune. But God is saying, I'm going to tune the voices of women. I'm going to tune their voice to my voice through a love encounter, through prayer and fasting. Um, and the sound that will be issued out of their voice will be the sound of the father himself. Mm -hmm. um, and I want men to know we're inviting men to her voice in July. The reason is, is because Every arrow needs a bow. God is shooting women out like arrows right now. This, this is the era of the woman to take down the spirits that are going after our kids. When you get a woman silent, you have access to her kids. That's what's happened with the enemy. And so we're going to see women shoot out with this voice of righteousness, but it's the bow. And I'm, I'm a strong woman. My husband's strong. He doesn't, I mean, I, I'm totally a woman of submission but he, he is one that says, Jenny, you must go. You must do this. And he's a strong enough man to be able to do that. But an arrow will not hit the target with speed or accuracy, just being you know thrusted out with a human hand. And so I believe it's the Holy Spirit that has pulled this. That's the archer. Yes. The bow or the men. The arrow is the woman. So we're going to we're going to watch the arrows fly. Right. The, the attention will be on the women because we don't. Once, once an arrow is released, you don't stand there and watch the archer. No. <laughs> you watch it with your eyes, right? So that's when we read the book of Esther. We're seeing Esther all the way through, even though if you want to, you could see Mordecai all the way through. You know, right? I'm an avid bow hunter. Right. And this really, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I love bow you hunting. Just, so I understand that. You know, you also this apart. explains a prophetic word that, that Jennifer and I received about two and a half years ago about God had us in a holding pattern. But that's more for her. Uh, and it's like drawing of the bow, bow, steadying and aiming until it's released. Mm -hmm. And um, Jennifer's been chomping at the bits, but just working with me because you know, just didn't feel up to this point any direction for her to go. And I'm not going to name anything, just different groups she was trying to connect with. And I said, honey, I just don't see that. It's not there. But I knew it. I drug her down to the front. And I said, you're part of this. 
As a matter of fact, you know, we're, I, I'm launching her because just we're just coming through. I don't want to talk about it, just a big financial yeah. situation. And and I can only send her right now. But I told her, I said, if God supplies for me now and then and I can come, I'll grab a ticket last second. But right now I'm throwing everything I have because I know this is God. I know God is in this. And I want her there to be part of the voices, but also to get her launched into what I know God wants to do because it's that it's that time. You know, that that the, the target has been set and now the site is in. You got the right pin. Everything's in line. It's time to release it and let the earth go. Amen. Amen. I didn't greet everybody earlier and I'm sorry I got so caught up, but uh, just God bless everybody. So many people have been, 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 been mentioning. Some people love you, telling you they love you. Got Makala Jasmine, Brenda Hansman, Fakala Kellogg, Anna. I'm going to slaughter these names, Vaughn Welch. And so many of you have been watching you making some great, great comments. And I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to, to, to tend to your comments. But Brenda Hansen, you've made some really good comments. And, and Michaela Jasmine, you've really said some great things. And, and some of you talking about how many people's coming with you. That's so awesome. Yes, fill your vans, fill your trucks. Just bring the people in Jesus' name, amen, to this meeting, July 12th through the 14th. I've been posting on the chat there the link if you want to register for it, if you want to find out more information. But God bless all of you, uh, Elaine Cook-Trammell, Teresa Todd, uh, all of you saying, love you, Jenny, love you, Jenny. <laughs> I'm so glad I know Jenny. <laughs> You're loved. I'm not going to spill over blessing. These women are warriors. I think about the story also with Gideon, you know, when he was crying out for his people because um, the enemy was coming to uh, take over their yeah. country, their, their, their city, their town. And when he was trying to talk to God, God do something. God goes, you're the man. And you know, the story goes how he, he's like, I'm the least of my, my family. I'm the, I, I, what can I do? But that's just how it all starts. Women tend to always go, but what can I do? You have a voice. That's, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And you can use your voice really to, uh, to turn, to change anything that your heart desires. Mm -hmm. If you just keep consistent and, and getting as many on board with you, mm -hmm. that's how laws are changed. That's laws right. are changed by how many people raise their voice you know, I'm quick to call our senator or our mayor or whatever I have to do to say, I don't want you voting this way. I want you vote this way or however I feel, because I feel that mm -hmm. is something that God has given me the ability to do. And I am I am so mm -hmm. with you. I have grandkids. I have my kids are way older, but um, I will I will fight. I will bat, go to bat for my kids as old as they are and my grandkids. So, mm -hmm. I think that we have to ask the Lord in this time to bring us up to speed with what's really happening, because we have to keep in mind that we've been in a culture that's been working to um, slowly introduce a, um, a lie. It just, it, it would, it would have, it wouldn't have worked if just overnight, you know, all of a sudden this was here. And so we have to ask the Lord, have I become immune have I become numb yes. to the culture? Have I become apathetic? Um, have I become deceived? Mm -hmm. And Lord, if I have, 
I repent. I ask you, God, for um, for the lights to go on and then to give me my marching orders. You know, and, and one thing I want to point out here is um, when I asked God to put me in the fight, one of the things that he issued was the call to um, establish prayer hubs all over the nation. And he said that prayer will sustain the battle because we don't want to roll this boulder up a hill just to have it roll right back down Man. for the next generation. Right. So he said that prayer hubs, basically, he said, take Matthew 18, 19, really serious where I said that where two or more gather, I will be with them and I'll do anything that they agree on. And so he said, get people together in prayer. So we wrote a prayer guide and it's 30 points. And then we wrote one for six years old and under and put coloring sheets to it. Wow. We upload coloring sheets every month because I've been almost haunted in my sleep one night with God saying, teaching kids to pray is not an accessory. It's not a side gig. It is the main prayer hub that a person can have is one with their children, where even if it's just a mom and her two-year-old, here, color this color this sheet, mom's going to pray, and I'll tell you when to say amen. They're going to love it. You just say, okay, so let's say amen, amen. We're teaching them to pray. And then the Lord showed me a, a picture of kids in other nations that are being taught how to use automatic weapons to kill. Our kids know how to use remote controls, iPads, iPhones, like they can figure it out better than we can. They can learn how to pray and they can learn the word of God. They are, they are not um, handicapped in this. If we don't train up our kids, we're actually not obeying the word of God. So it's not just about defending and protecting our kids. It's about training our children up. So I, I think we have to go before the Lord and say, refocus me. Man, like whatever I've been putting my focus on, all of us get 24 hours a day. It's the same for everybody. Whatever I've been placing my thoughts and placing my energy and wherever I've been um, depositing myself into God, is this where I'm supposed to put my energy? Am I supposed to be scrolling on Instagram for 45 minutes? No. Am I supposed to be? And I, th there's no shame. I don't want to put any shame on anybody. Okay. But my, but I'm just wondering in this hour, if we can even afford to not have massive focus. And if enough of us do come, come to the table with this focus and with this intentionality, I mean, a prayer hub we say is one hour once a month. I don't know a single, I mean, if, if a mother says, I don't have an hour to teach my kid to pray a month, I don't know how to help you <laughs> at that point. I don't know how to help you. So, but I think the answer is yes, I have an hour and they don't even need an hour. They need, you know, 20 minutes of just coloring. We have less points for kids. And my my two little ones with their teacher have a prayer hub with other little kids. Praise Beautiful. God. She even got them a United States map, each one of a map, and they're coloring oh this over the states. They These children must know how to pray and that prayer is important. Um, a lot of parents want their grown-up children to love God. Um, but if we taught them to love whatever we put them in and whatever we, whatever we have baptized them in, they're going to learn to love. So if you want your child to learn to love football, nothing wrong with that. Put them in football, put them in front of the TV with football, watch football with them. Talk about the plays, talk about the teams, talk about the teams you want to cheer on. Don't be surprised that your child will also love football. <laughs> okay. It's no different with God. 
I bring my, when I had babies, when my, when my six and eight year old were babies, I literally nursed them while I preached wow. because I told God, I said, I refuse to, to compartmentalize my life. I refuse to put them in over here while I do this. Like that didn't make sense to me. So I would just put a whole thing over and just said, yep, that's right. I'm nursing and preaching. Let's go. And so <laughs> many women, so many women would come up to me and say, I am so encouraged man, because you just gave me permission to use my voice and be a mother at the same yes. time. Yes. And so anyway, these are, I, I could go on forever. You know, I mean, I have lots of words. So well, I'll Jenny, thank you so much for the oil you carry. I know we've got to release you soon because you're going straight into another <laughs> uh, interview, but uh, thank you for the oil you carry. Yes. Thank you so much. We're excited. We're looking forward to joining with you. And I, I my prayer for this next four weeks that God would accomplish Thank you, God. is that so many that have lost their voice will find it again. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We're in the mess we are as, as a world because one man lost his voice in the garden and that was Adam. Hmm. Because when you read the story, God's talking, Adam's talking, the serpent's talking. I'm excuse me. God's talking, Adam's talking, Eve's talking, but there's silence. And, Adam never trained and spoken to Eve's life what God had told him because she didn't even know what God had said. She wow. was confused. The silence of a man created chaos. And I'm sorry. Yep. You know, it's not the wickedness of this world. This world has always had wickedness. Look at the day of Noah. Look at Solomon and Gomorrah. It's the silence in the homes where yes. the children are not hearing. Yeah. And I'm praying these voices both men and women, Mordecai's and Esther's become restored that the voice again will speak to offset and to turn down the noise of all these voices out there. And so we're decreeing that we're standing with you on it. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so yes, much. Thank Jenny. you. Thank you. All of you that's, that's come on. God bless you and, and enjoyed this. And why don't you maybe uh, close off, maybe whatever you feel prayer or whatever you want to do. Father, I just thank you for Jenny and, and what you placed in her heart, God. Thank you for her obedience. Thank you for her courage. Oh, God, I thank you even for those that you are adding to, to make the voice, God, even stronger. And God, that the voice is not just going to be planted in Oregon, but it's going out. It's, it's reverberating, God, all across our world. And I believe, God, just as she does of the several thousand of prayer hubs being raised up, God, that they're going to reach not even just in our country, but it's going to go out throughout the whole world, God. God, we just never know what our voice, how, how far it carries, how powerful it can be to touch other lives and those lives raise up um, prayer hubs. And then those those voices raise up another prayer hub somewhere else, God. So God, this can just be such a trickling but powerful effect, God. And God, we thank you. We thank you, God, for the women that are coming on board and those that will catch the vision from this day forward that they too, God, will raise their voice. So Father, thank you. Thank you for touching Jenny. Thank you for touching all of us, God, and help us all to be the one voice that there's just 
of one voice that is being uh, that the the message, the same message that we're all carrying. It's one message, but it's many voices. But the many voices are in so in tune and in touch with each other, God, that it just becomes one voice. And so, Father, thank you for the days ahead. And we cannot wait. We're excited to see what's getting ready to happen. And God, for those that that hunger and desire to come, make a way for them to be able to come to Portland. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Jesus so, amen. Yes, if you can make it to Portland, yes. Oregon, July 12th through 14th, uh, go to hervoicemovement.com to get more information. It's free, 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 yes. no cost. Uh, they will be live streaming it, but uh, I'd love to see this entire place packed. Amen. With godly people to 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 just just create the synergy and the the epicenter of something awesome that's going to shake the world. Thank so, you, thank you, Jenny. God thank bless you. you. We love thank you. you so much. It's an honor. Appreciate you guys. All right. God we'll, bless. we'll stay in touch. Keep watching your videos. <laughs> God bless. God bless you.